0: I was speaking with Steve Bannon the other day, and we were talking about what has happened over the past two decades. It really has been a Trading Places moment. You remember Trading Places, the movie? It was a funny film from the 1980s starring Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. The premise was that two out-of-power guys could make themselves rich while making two other rich guys poor for a $1 bet. Here's a clip that shows just how that turned out. Happy New Year! Winter Valentine. Hey, how'd y'all make out today? How could you do this to us after everything we've done for you? Oh, see, I made Lewis a bet here. Lewis bet me that we couldn't both get rich and put y'all in the poorhouse at the same time. He didn't think we could do it. I won. I lost. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. After you. Certainly. (laughs) That's quite the story. The sad part is that we've watched it happen for real over the past couple of decades. Join me in the economic war room where I will explain how the Chinese Communist Party has pulled the trading places switch on us. More importantly, we'll show you just what you can do about it. In the 1990s, the Chinese Communist Party began a program to capture American politicians and business elite. They've since expanded to taking over universities, the media, and even Hollywood. The strategy that they used is summed up in a book published by the People's Liberation Army in 1999. The title is Unrestricted Warfare. It really is China's master plan to trade places with America, making them rich while making us poor. For most of the past two decades, we were told that China was our friend, a would-be capitalist nation with more economic freedom than we enjoy. We were told that the Chinese were our allies and bankers, happily buying our federal debt and selling us all sorts of wonderful things at Walmart, Best Buy, and Amazon. What they were actually doing was buying our elite and preparing a master plan to take us down. Few people remember where this all started or how we got here, but I remember, and so do my colleagues at the Committee on the Present Danger, China. Nixon went to China, supported by Henry Kissinger. Now that was a brilliant strategy. It did play a role in bringing down that generation's evil empire known as the Soviet Union. We told China that they needed to help liberalize in order to stop Russia from absorbing them. It made sense at the time. Then President Reagan used economic warfare to take down the evil empire. The Chinese communists were taking notes and crafting their own economic warfare strategy. As late as 1999, the Chinese economy was only about one-tenth the size of our economy. It was about the same size as Italy's economy, and it was a fraction of Japan's economy. And yet, in two decades, they not only took over the global economy, but most global institutions and the media. So now we think China dominance is inevitable. I, for one, shudder to imagine what the world would be like if that came true. This is a nation literally starving their own people in COVID lockdowns. This is a nation that's harvested human organs from living people. This is a nation with a police state that monitors and controls every aspect of life. They had a one-child policy resulting in forced abortion of largely female babies. They implemented social credit scores to control everyone, everywhere. This is a nation that may have unleashed a deadly virus on the world after possibly developing it in a biowarfare lab. The impact on our economy has been a loss of $12.5 trillion globally, according to the IMF, with more than 6.2 million people dead worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. We've truly witnessed a Trading Places moment from COVID alone, and that's just a small piece of a much larger puzzle. Let's walk through the history a bit, starting with illegal campaign contributions to the Clinton campaign in 1996. Now, that's not rumor. It's not innuendo. We're so numb to the claims of Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. But the facts are the Clintons Mm -hmm. did illegally receive donations from the Chinese 25 years ago. Uh, The Chinese were caught. People went to prison. It was reported in The Washington Post and The New York Times. This is not disinformation. But I doubt you've heard anything about it in more than 20 years. Why? Maybe it's the influence buying of the Chinese Communist Party that's proven highly effective. They bought and paid for the narrative and they've done it with your money. And that's what I was talking with Steve Bannon about. This is economic warfare at a grand scale. The lie of Chinese inevitable dominance now controls Washington DC politicians and Wall Street alike. But their central planning system is not better. Their companies are not better. It's all a lie, but it's a lie that may destroy us. It was the Clintons for sure. And it continues with the Bidens. Anyone who's seen the laptop from hell knows that. But Republicans are just as guilty. It was the George W. Bush administration that launched the China myth. Remember, Papa Bush was an ambassador to China. China got most favored nation status in September 2000, just before W. took office. But they went into the World Trade Organization in 2001 under Bush's watch, and he cozied with China throughout his presidency. That's when the China is our friend message really took off reaching inside the Pentagon. I know this firsthand. I spoke at the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, about Chinese economic warfare, and the head China analyst defended China and made lame excuses for their aggressive behavior. That man was later reprimanded for testifying on behalf of a convicted Chinese spy. No, I'm not kidding. No one explains the elite capture of the Chinese Communist Party better than Peter Schweitzer in his recent book, Red-Handed, how American elites got rich helping China win. Schweitzer pulls no punches. He calls out guilty Republicans and guilty Democrats. But it's not just politicians. Consider what Schweitzer says about other elites. I'm going to quote from a Gatestone Institute article that he wrote. He says, elite capture is a crucial tool of China's success. The idea is simple enough. By tempting another country's elite with money, access, and favors, you move them to see their interests and China's interests as intertwined or even the same. Each of the individuals he discusses would deny the role in helping China access American capital markets, the American military, and the surveillance technology, and so forth. Each will say they're merely pushing business opportunities that the Chinese market has offered them, as any good capitalist should. They may argue that the companies they run are truly international, but his book investigates the public activities and statements of some of the most powerful people in the U.S., from the world of Silicon Valley, like Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Tim Cook, Apple, Bill Gates, Microsoft, from the world of Wall Street, Ray Dalio, Bridgewater, and Larry Fink of BlackRock. From academia, he looks at the actions of Harvard and Yale universities. He surveils the relationship histories of the Bush family, the Trudeau family of Canada, the Pelosi family, and of course, the Biden family. Obviously, the people that Schweitzer identifies all became more wealthy and more powerful over the last 20 years. But did you? What happened to America is that we lost jobs and lost entire industries. Almost everything we buy says made in China. Now I was in Shenzhen, China in January 1999 with a man most people consider the father of emerging markets, Dr. Mark Mobius. We both worked for Templeton. It was a research trip. And one company we visited was a TV maker. They had brands from America and Europe that they were putting together, but they told us flat out that they were going to steal the technology and they were going to produce their own brand. That's intellectual property theft. The Chinese communists steal IP by spying and hacking and sometimes bribes. They entice American companies to come to China and then steal them blind. They also use predatory pricing to drive out American competitors. Their motto, they win and we lose. This is very real economic warfare and you're paying for it. Yes, that's right. We're paying the bills through our consumer spending and we're also footing the bills through our investing because they've captured Wall Street and taken trillions of dollars of American investment, some of which has proven to be outright fraud. We need to take a break. When we come back, let's drill down on the Chinese trading places plan and then we'll craft our own plan to put real America and real Americans back on top. Our strategy is we win, they lose. I mentioned the start of the show that I've been speaking with Steve Bannon. He was talking about the noted Graham Allison, author of Destined for War. Allison's book explains that a conflict between China and America may be inevitable. His theory walks through history to explain that declining powers always struggle to stop rising powers. And the theory is simple and well-grounded, but Steve Bannon pushed him. Sure, there are plenty of examples where a power change is inevitable, empires rise and fall, but the rise of China was not inevitable and it didn't happen naturally. In fact, as Steve Bannon explained, this may be the first time in history that the power change was based on a sellout by elites of the existing power. Maybe there were British elite who sold out to America. There were certainly British elite who tried to sell out to Nazi Germany. The good news is that the power did not transfer to Adolf Hitler, even though some British and even American elites were big fans of Nazis. There's a special word we use for someone willing to sell out their country for profit to an enemy. It is traitor. There's another term emerging as well. It's called CCP groomer. These are people who sell out American liberty in exchange for special privileges while the rest of the world falls to Chinese tyranny. The term groomer is so appropriate. You ply the victim with praise and promise only to prepare that victim for slavery. We see a lot of groomers working for the Chinese Communist Party today. Now don't get me wrong, the Chinese people are victims too. The Chinese are a magnificent people and worthy of honor. The Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, not so much. These are elitists. Some are called princelings. There may be at most 5,000 families in China that are privileged. And of those, a couple dozen who run everything. It is like an international criminal cartel. Everyone else is a victim. The wealth disparity in China from top to bottom is enormous and it's evil. What's worse, many of the wealthiest in our country want to adopt the Chinese model. Those are the elites here and they're selling you out to fund the Chinese ascendance. Remember, President Joe Biden had told us not to worry about China, come on man. I did a video and wrote a blog on this three years ago. We now know from the Hunter Biden laptop just how co-opted the Biden family really is in Russia, Ukraine, and especially China. A couple of years ago, we joined a courageous group of patriots and stood up to China in regard to investments. We called out Chinese fraud in our stock market and the special deal that Chinese companies have been given in the Obama-Biden years. We told you about the evils of the thrift savings plan efforts to fund China. Can you imagine? Our own national pension plan for government workers and the military has been asked to invest in Congress. Chinese companies, some of which were developing weapons aimed at our patriotic service members. We did a special episode on that and were part of the team that stopped that. We got federal findings, we had a mass petition, we had Larry Kudlow write an official letter from the White House denouncing it. We encouraged the Secretary of Labor, Scalia, to kill that entire terrible idea, and he did. After all, why should we fund our own demise? That's nuts. And yet, believe it or not, here we are again. The Thrift Savings Plan is again attempting a backdoor to take pensions from government employees, including the military, and invest in communist Chinese companies. Does that make you mad? It should, but it's only half the equation. At the same time you've been funding the ascendance of China, you've also been funding the destruction of America through woke investing. Don't think it an accident that the big Wall Street firms are pushing woke investing via ESG. If you're new to the economic war room, you may not know what ESG is. If that's the case, go back and watch episodes 165, 166, and 167. But here's a primer. Wall Street is demanding that American companies go woke. They're voting your stock holdings to make certain Disney goes woke, and Coca-Cola, and Hasbro, and Delta, the reason that executives in these once-great American companies are all super-woke is Wall Street using your money. These companies, they seem to be standing against family values. They support critical race theory. Do they hate American energy development? Wall Street elected three members to the Exxon Mobil board who want to end the use of fossil fuels. They're fully aware that this would hurt consumers and bankrupt the company they lead. These are zealots. What's worse is that Wall Street firms are pushing ESG, but they have no problem supporting China with investments. Remember, the concept of ESG is supposedly to protect the environment, promote social justice and provide good governance. Never mind that ESG doesn't really do those things. What it really does is disadvantage American companies with woke requirements. And yet, amazingly, China is terrible at ESG. They're the worst polluter on the planet. The nation that represses its people with social credit scores and slave labor, where governance is solely for the benefit of the CCP. Thus, Wall Street is corrupted and totally hypocritical to push ESG on America and yet exempt China. We've explained this in detail before. The net result is elites are hurting America and helping China. They're selling us out. This is why we call these people traitors and CCP groomers. Are you mad enough yet? We did a show with Frank Gaffney titled, I'm Mad as Hell and I'm Not Gonna Take It Anymore, based on that movie, Network, from the 1970s, where people went out, opened the window, and shouted, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. That film debuted in 1976. People were mad because their country was being sold out then. Gas prices were through the roof, if you could even get gasoline. Jimmy Carter became president, told us, put on a sweater if you're cold. Don't heat your house. We couldn't afford to heat our homes. He dethroned the Shah in Iran, and the Ayatollah then oversaw the taking of American hostages. The elite told us that we must slowly surrender to the Soviets. People got mad, and they said, "Not on my watch!" The elites were selling us out, and the people put a stop to that nonsense with the election of Ronald Reagan. If you saw Ronald Reagan's funeral 18 years ago in 2004, you would have thought that you would have known the people loved him. But the elites hated him. If you can remember back to 1980, and I can, the elites told us that he would plunge us into world war and that America would collapse from voodoo economics. Funny thing, though, the economy recovered and boomed, even as inflation was tamed. When you hear that inflation is at the highest level in over 40 years, understand that the circumstances were that way when Reagan took office. We were losing on every front, and the elites were making out while they sold us out. People got mad and showed up at the voting booth, giving Reagan a landslide win. And people got mad again in 2016 and elected Donald Trump as president. The elite hated that. They called his supporters deplorable, and they impeached him twice. They made up a Russia collusion story. But think back before COVID, 2017, 2018, and 2019, Trump stood up to China. The economy boomed. Inflation was low. Things were working. But then the COVID from China and lockdowns and mandates and ten-pot dictators from the elite blaming Trump stole our liberty. Add to that questionable election in 2020, and you see how China and the elites re-grab power. Are you okay with that? We're at one of those moments in history. It's up to us to stand against the elites and take back our country. America's best days should be ahead, not in the rearview mirror. And we have a plan to make that happen. We need to take another break. When we come back, we will offer specific solutions. We have two simple things you can do to turn this around. Stay tuned, and you'll find out how. In the 1940s, the world faced an existential threat from Adolf Hitler. Many of the elite, both in Britain and the United States, appeared willing to follow the Nazi way. It's hard to imagine that today, but there were a great number of industrialists and even royalty supporting Hitler. The Nazis infiltrated our universities and even Hollywood. The fascination inside England was even greater. Fortunately, Winston Churchill recognized the threat. He became prime minister on May 10, 1940, but that was almost too late. The German army was racing across Europe the British Expeditionary Force. Virtually the entire British Army found itself trapped in a small French beach town called Dunkirk. Churchill was hated by the elite. They wanted to sue for peace and take whatever Hitler would give them. Instead, Winston Churchill took his case to the people. He made it clear that surrender was not an option. And even when it seemed impossible, he and the people found a way. The problem they faced was that the British Navy was unable to get the soldiers off the beach. The beach water was too shallow for the large destroyers to rescue the men, but Churchill called on the small ships, pleasure craft, fishing trawlers, and sailboats. The common people stepped up and rescued the British Army. Forty years later, in the 1980s, the existential threat to Western civilization was the Soviet Union. The elites were ready to surrender. They saw Ronald Reagan as a loose cannon and they hated him. They thought communism was inevitable, and they even found ways to profit as America declined. But Reagan knew better. He understood that the American people wanted victory, not surrender. So he stood tall and he called the Soviets the evil empire. He said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The elites thought he was nuts, but Reagan had a simple Cold War strategy. We win and they lose. The American people stood with him and guess what? It worked, the wall came down. Here we are, another 40 years later, 40 years, a generation. President Reagan warned us that every generation must fight to preserve freedom. Now the fight is against communist China. In the 1940s, it was Nazi Germany. In the 1980s, it was the Soviet Union. And in the 2020s, it is communist China that we must face. And the elites are not on our side any more than they were in the 1940s or the 1980s. It will take us to defeat this new threat. President Reagan asked, if not us, who? If not now, when? We must be the small ships to save America. It's our turn. What is our policy? Basically, Churchill summed it up in his first speech as Prime Minister. Let's take a listen. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many, many long months of struggle and of suffering. You ask what is our policy? I will say it is to wage war by sea, land and air with all our might and with all the strength that God can give us to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark and lamentable catalog of human crime. That is our policy. You ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word. Victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be. For without victory, there is no survival. Our policy is victory, and I can share with you just how we can achieve it. We're already in an economic war. Hopefully, we won't have to wage a kinetic war. But where we are right now, we need to wage that economic war, and we need to win. As I explained in the first two segments of this episode, our own money has been used to finance the rise of China and our own decline. This has been their trading places. They get rich, we go broke. Well, no more. I promised you earlier that there are two simple things you can do. I meant that. If we work together and do these two simple things, it will change everything. It's your chance to be one of the small ships that saves America from the Chinese threat. To stop the elite traders and CCB groomers that have been selling us out. Step number one, you need to feel that righteous anger. Are you mad yet? You should be, just like in the movie Network. You should say, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Or maybe, I'm mad at hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Let your voice be heard. You don't have to shout it out your window, but you do need to make your voice heard. And the best way to do this is by going to madashellcampaign.org. Read the information there, tour the website, get educated, but most importantly, click the Take Action Now button. That will take you to an Align Act campaign where you can add your voice to thousands of others and become one of the small ships making a big difference. It'll take just a minute or so, and if you share this show with others, our voices will multiply. I told you it was simple. That's number one. The second step is also simple, but even more powerful. If you are really mad that your money has been funding the Chinese Communist Party's Trading Places strategy, you need to retake control. Wall Street has been ruining American companies by turning them woke with your money. Then they've been boosting Chinese Communist companies with your money as well. That has to stop now. But do you know how to get China out of your portfolio? Do you know how to vote your shares to wake up the woke companies? That doesn't sound simple, does it? But it can be. There are investment professionals who should be helping you. They're called financial advisors. They could be insurance agents, stockbrokers, CPAs, or financial planners. All of these investment advisors are looking for clients like you. Do you have one already? If you do, are they helping you weaponize your money to fight this economic war? Your second step is to find an advisor who will help you become one of the small ships. I know what you're thinking. If you have an advisor, you probably never discussed any of this, and that's a problem. Your advisor may be a pawn of Woke Wall Street, or maybe your advisor is just unaware of this and would help only if he or she knew how to do it. So this is a simple step. If you have an advisor, nominate him or her to go through our eight-week online training course at Liberty University. We call this NSIC Institute Training. NSIC stands for National Security Investment Consultant. In this eight week course, advisors learn all about the economic war. They learn about woke Wall Street and the China threat. They learn how to help you protect your portfolio in turbulent times and help you weaponize your money to fight back. Are you mad as hell or mad at hell? Either way, having an advisor by your side can make an enormous difference. Tell your advisor to enroll at NSIC.org. That's pretty simple nsic.org. At that same webpage, there will be a link where you can ask us to help you find an advisor if you need one. It really is that easy. For advisors, this course will be a huge blessing. We get calls all the time from potential clients looking for an NSIC-trained advisor. That means that those who go through the training course may have a number of new clients looking for their help. I want you to understand that we don't give personal investment advice because we don't know your situation. That's why you need an advisor. He or she can take the reality of the markets plus the strategy of victory and apply it to your unique situation and preferences. Most importantly, however, your advisor can help you make certain your investments support rather than destroy America. Instead of woke ESG, your investments can support LSV, liberty, security, and values. They can help us ensure that America continues as a shining city on a hill for future generations. This is our time. It really is up to us. You have two simple things to do go to MattisHellCampaign.org and make your voice heard. Then go to NSIC.org and get your financial advisor to take our training course or find a new advisor who will. Everything we've talked about in this episode is summarized in our free economic battle plan. We produce these weekly. Get your copy at EconomicWarRoom.com. And remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.